Hi, and thanks for listening to Call of the Week. I'm Ginger Rousey. Our guest today is Dr. Tyson Raper, who is joining us remotely. Hi, Tyson. How's it going, Ginger? Going well, going well. With the time of year and weather conditions we've had, I'm sure your call volume has really picked up over the past few days and weeks. Um, we'll just get right to it. What's what's on the mind of a lot of your callers these days? Well, we've got uh, some issues with stands. Uh had some adverse weather conditions on top of uh, some marginal seed quality uh, from this past fall. Uh, so we've had a, quite a few issues with you know whether or not to accept uh, or replant the stands we have in our fields. Is this going back to a seed quality issue or is this weather related? It's a little bit of both. So this past year, uh, environmental conditions surrounding harvest uh, in a lot of our seed production areas were not ideal and as a result of that we've had some germination issues and really cold germ issues so when we start putting those seeds into stressful conditions they don't quite have the vigor that you would expect out of a out of a normal uh, production year uh, so that seed quality coupled with obviously some really intense heavy rainfalls and two particularly cold nights earlier this week, uh, they've really uh, increased the concern uh, around uh, whether or not some of these stands are going to make it, uh, some of these seedlings are going to make it out of the ground uh, to a profitable stand. So is replanting a thing that, that producers need to be considering right now? Yeah, absolutely. So time's of the essence. They need to be assessing stands very quickly. Uh, and we're really looking for two things, population uh, and length and density of skips uh, we only need one to two plants per foot to make a profitable yield uh, but we can't tolerate large skips or uh, very frequent skips and a skip uh, skip any anything larger than three foot in length that's going to be a, a, an area that we're not going to be able to compensate for uh, cotton plant inherently can kind of lean in for lack of a better term use some of the vegetative branches to, to compensate for missing plants. Uh, but when we get into skips larger than three foot, uh, the, those plants, they can't do it. The adjacent plants cannot compensate for skips larger than three foot. So we've got to be able to assess, figure out how many of those skips we've got out there, how uh, common are they in a certain area. Uh, and then overall, uh, are we looking at a one to two plant per foot stand is it fairly uniform across the field uh, if if, the, if it is uniform and we, we don't have uh, very many uh, large skips but our, our numbers are fairly low maybe we're at 25,000 plants per acre we can probably make a, a very profitable crop off of that stand and, and it wouldn't warrant a replant uh, with that said we may have stands in excess of 25,000 that are very inconsistent uh, that that result in several large areas of skips in excess of three uh, foot in length, those are going to be scenarios where we absolutely need to replant. Mm -hmm. Could you spot replant or do you need to just start from scratch? Yeah, that's a, uh, some people like to, to drop in and plant uh, smaller areas. Uh, some people don't. Uh, and, and I think the, the reason that a lot of times people prefer not to do that is uh, you're going to have two different uh, maturities in that crop uh, it's going to really influence the, the management decisions throughout the season uh, but if we're looking at a, a very good you know let's say 
80% of the field is in great shape. We've got the stand that we want, and we've only got these small little pockets of maybe ground that kind of sits wet. Uh, just just dropping in and planting little areas like that would definitely be the most uh, profitable and prevent you from having to uh, spend the money to go back over that entire farm. As far as replanting, how much time uh, do producers have before they need to make that decision? We like to have all of our cotton planted by the 25th of May. I think we're absolutely going to have some uh, June cotton this year, hopefully not a tremendous amount. Uh, it's important to, to note that when we get later in this planting window, you know, our, our recommended planting window is April 20th through May 10th. When we get past the 10th, we really start to see a decrease in lint yield potential. Uh, right now, 16th, uh, we still have very good uh, potential uh, for yield and fiber quality. But as we start moving into late May and early June, we really see those numbers taper off. With that said, we, we are probably going to accept a marginal stand that was planted in early May as opposed to a really good stand that's established May 25th, simply because that early May marginal stand will likely still have better yield potential than a very good stand established later in our window. Hmm. I've got some really interesting data that uh, Sean Butler's work to generate uh, on in his program. We've got about 10 site years accumulated uh, on planning date and population, and, and the, looking at those two things concurrently. I'm going to post that on the blog later uh, today, Ginger, for everyone to, to take a quick look at. It kind of just pushes the, the point home that those early stands, establishing a, a profitable uh, stand early is going to be much better uh, than achieving a, a, a uh, higher population later in, in the planning window. Management's going to be really key this year. Um, I heard someone say just this week they're trying to figure out what they can lose the least amount of money on. So that's sort of the mentality. What are you advising as far as, you know, trying to be profitable this year? It's a tough year, Ginger. I think that the best approach is going to be to look at every input critically and make sure that it's justified. Uh, when times are good, sometimes we'll throw a, a, an extra – a value-added product in there, some type of an additive, uh, another uh, foliar. In years like this, we need to make sure that every one of those inputs is not only going to provide uh, a return at the end of the year, uh, but it's going to be well worth the investment. Uh, we've got a lot of risk associated with this crop, uh, and, and I can't uh, uh, emphasize enough that, that every we got to look at every one of these inputs and make sure that we're making uh, the best decisions uh, make sure this 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 crop turns it into a profitable one. All right, well, Tyson, thanks so much for being with us today. We do appreciate you joining us remotely. And uh, for those of you listening, be sure to go to utcrops.com and check out Tyson's blog, which is, like he mentioned earlier, going to include some data on planting date and population. Once again, thanks for listening to Call of the Week. I'm Ginger Rousey, and we'll talk next week. <music>